And they were roommates. Oh my god, they were roommates. Rough Roommates, the radio show about roommates. Alrighty, Chaman Radio, welcome back. This is your host, Chayla, and today I have a guest with me, my friend Emily. Do you want to say hi, Emily? Hello. So she's here to tell us one of her horrible roommate stories, and if we have time, we can go into some more. But just a reminder, this show is for you guys. This is where you can rant about roommates, hear stories, ask questions, and get advice. So let's get started, Emily. Go ahead and start with your story. Yeah, so my most recent roommate, we'll call her Jane, um, it started out actually really well. Um, I was in a situation where I needed a roommate um, pretty soon. I was looking to move out like within a month of the situation that I was in. Um, so I got on Facebook, got on some community pages in my area, and I just put out some feelers like, hey, I'm looking for a roommate. And I got quite a few responses. Um, but Jane piqued my interest. She was um, 21 at the time, just finished with her degree at the same school that, I got, or that I'm attending. Um, so it seemed like it would be a really good fit. She knew the school. We went out to coffee a couple times, and um, it seemed like the vibe was all there. She seemed to really just align with my personality. She seemed really similar to me. So we talked for maybe two or three weeks before we decided to sign a lease together. I definitely don't recommend that. Um, long, it's a little bit. How long was your lease for? It was a 10 month lease. So we decided to do a shorter lease um, okay. just because we were still filling each other out. And then we would go from there at the end of the 10 months. Was it just um, the two of you or did you have like other roommates together? We had one other roommate. Her name is Lisa. I absolutely love her. I actually met her my freshman year of college and we clicked right away. Um, she's fantastic. She's become one of and my best friends on the did planet. Did you like meet Jane with you or was it just you that kind of? So at first um, it was just me that met Jane in person because Lisa was still, she was doing a semester of school online. So I was out in Phoenix on my own, kind of looking for roommates and looking for a place to stay. And of course, Lisa had contact with her and we had been texting and stuff like that, but she didn't meet her in person until after we signed the lease, actually. Um, she, we signed the lease and moved in in November and Lisa came back to school in January. So yeah, so it had been a couple months where we had already signed the lease and already been living together before Lisa even met her, which probably another bad idea. Okay. <laughs> I so don't recommend that. About, you just signed the lease, 10 month lease. <laughs> yeah. So we signed a 10 month lease. We wanted to keep it short just in case, you know, things went wrong and it wasn't going to be the best fit. We wouldn't be stuck there for an entire year. I am so glad that we did that. I definitely recommend doing a shorter <laughs> lease if, if you don't know the person very well. Um, because it ended up not being at all like what we expected. And that is what we're here for. So please, yes. rant away. <laughs> Tell us what it is. We want to yes. know all the tea. Let's get it. So at first it started out like we were all still in that phase of like trying to be nice and respectful to each other and like not really like get into like showing my weird side or, yeah, you're or like, anything you're like that. Yeah, you're like tiptoeing, walking on eggshells like you're... Yeah. So um, it was probably not until mid-January that we started to recognize some problems. And by um, you mean both 
you and Lisa were recognizing these problems? Yes. Okay. Um, so Jane was just, the first problem that we recognize, she's very, very loud. Like she doesn't know how to have a conversation without yelling, but that's just, that's just her. Like she's not trying to intentionally like be rude or be yelling at somebody. She's just loud. So she would go out. I did cheer, but I feel like I'm a reasonable volume. I don't know. Yeah. I understood it at first and then it was like she would go out on the balcony and have conversations with her parents and I could hear her inside in my bedroom with the door shut and she was all the way outside on the balcony and it's so it was just a normal conversation like not a argument oh yes and then she started getting into arguments um so she even louder (laughs) yes absolutely so she would get even louder she would call her parents like daily and she would scream at them and yell at them and be you don't even love me like you're a terrible parent you hate me um she would scream at them and then there yeah so she would scream at them for like 20 30 minutes and then she'd hang up and five minutes later she'd call them do you love me yeah okay (laughs) Um. so yeah so that was the first problem and so then we dealt with that for a while um you ever say anything to her did you just kind of like many times she would come in and like come into my bedroom and ask me for advice and like I've been through a lot with my parents um after being adopted there is just an interesting dynamic so I've been through Mm -hmm. a lot with my parents so she would come and ask me for advice all the time and I would give her advice just be like yeah what works best with my dad is just honestly listening to what he says and telling him you know like I appreciate your concern and I appreciate that like you're caring for me but I need to do what I feel is best for me so that I can learn and she'd be like okay and then she'd go call him and start yelling at him again so <laughs> um that never really worked and it was obnoxious because she would come and ask for advice and I'd get like two sentences out and then she'd turn around and walk away like, why did you ask? Yeah, <laughs> I'm trying to help. What is it? What is it you need? Like, okay, yes. do your own thing, man. Don't, yes. don't come at me. And then um, she started talking to us about her boy problems. And this one was a little bit interesting. So she met a guy, we'll call him Joe, on Bumble. Joe? Okay. And they Joe. had been talking for about eight months and he had met her once in person um and every time she asked to hang out with him he had excuses and so we were telling her Joe right now I mean I'm not a fan of Jane either but like bro's got some problems yeah so Joe was I mean Lisa and I would read the conversations and he was clearly not into her but he didn't know how to say it So there was one day she came into our room and she was like, guys, can you read this text message for me? And it was from a random number. And it said something like, "Um, you're disgusting. It looks like you have a bowling ball in your stomach. Joe doesn't even like you. You should stop talking to him, blah, blah, blah. And she goes, I don't know who would have sent this and blah, blah, blah. She tried calling the number. other girl Joe was talking to? (laughs) Well, here's the thing. So she called, she called the number and it was a text now number. So Lisa and I told her, we were like, honestly, I hate to say it, but that's probably him. 
that's probably Joe because he doesn't know how to tell you that he's like not interested and so he just made up like this fake person she insisted I think think a quick pause any men that are listening to this just man up and say something like if if you're not feeling it be honest because yes it's gonna suck yes it's gonna hurt but we would rather hear that like hey i'm not into it don't think this is working than being ghosted being let on whatever like okay absolutely for my little mini rant there but a 100 percent anyone else there you go be honest (laughs) you already know from my first episode i'm here for communication like communication is key even if it's horrible like news just absolutely it's better to get it out of the way okay continue (laughs) so so she insisted that it wasn't joe that texted her even though it was a text now number like all these things right um so then there was that problem she was constantly talking about this man like said she was gonna marry him said she was saving her virginity for him um like really genuinely was so attached to this man that she went a little crazy oh um yeah so that, that was number two. Number three was I had um, a friend text me and say that she was in a bad living situation and she wanted to know if I had space in my apartment for her to move in, which I did. However, Jane was going to have to move out of the master and into my bedroom so that we could fit two beds in the master. And I was like, you know, I'll pay more for the master. Like we'll, we'll pay, you know, an extra $150 more than you guys are paying. Like, yeah. It'll be. I feel like that's a win-win for everyone because you have more people paying utilities, more people paying electric. You have more. You have more people paying in general, so it lowers everybody else's rent or whoever's not in the master or whatever. Like, yeah, exactly. But I literally got two sentences out, and she's two sentences out, and she literally started screaming at me. She's like, "So what I'm hearing is you don't want to resign the lease with me." I was like, "I didn't say that." Literally, I sat down and got. Hey, so I had a friend um, text me and say that she was in a bad situation. And then literally within seconds, she was screaming at me like, I can't, like, we just signed this lease and you're already saying you don't want to move in with me and like resign with me and all this stuff. And then she went out to her car and like pouted in her car for like two hours. So I feel like I go over my last show. I don't a lot about how like communication is key. So if you have to have a difficult conversation, like with your roommate to be calm and like kind of bring it up in like a calm manner and I feel like that's where you came from but I also talk about being a good listener like it is a two-way street communication is and I feel like absolutely gonna be a huge problem when the person you're talking to isn't receptive like you can be as nice and calm and respect respectful as possible but if the person you're talking to isn't listening like it's not gonna go anywhere yeah no so we had that problem then it was like Every single problem that we tried to bring up with her after that, we always approached it in a calm manner, like, hey, would you mind not slamming the doors? Or, hey, would you mind talking a little bit quieter when you're on the phone? Or, hey, would you mind, like, not putting trash in the sink? Every single problem that we had after that, it was an explosive episode where she assumed that we didn't want to re-sign the lease with her and that we hated her and that we were miserable and all this stuff. And granted we didn't like her at this point but we were still respectful still you know we still had a couple months left on our lease so we were gonna make it work you know yeah and she you know isn't a horrible person she's just not somebody that I would live with again 
Did um, your other friend ever end up moving in with you or were you just kind of like, no, she didn't. This explosive yeah. personality. That's a, that's a whole other story. She actually ended up moving in with my parents, which is very strange, but, um, she's friends with my brother. So it ended up working out. She met, um, a guy out in Tennessee and they're like in love and that worked out for her. Okay. But, More power to yeah. her, but as long as she's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's good. She's in a good situation, but, um, I figured after that conversation, it was probably best to just not bring that up again. And I, you know, I told the friend, Hey, my lease is up in October and you can, you know, move in with me after that if you see fit, but I don't think it's going to be the best situation for everybody involved right now. She totally understood and that my, that friend was fine. Um, so yeah, but then Jane, um, we started noticing that she didn't clean anything ever. Um, we with in my house and in Lisa's house, it was always, if I cook, you clean. Because, you know, I just spent hours or whatever amount of time, like, cooking for everybody. I made a meal for everybody. It's yeah. my turn to, like, sit down and relax. She would always say, oh, I'm really tired. I'll get to it in the morning. And then it would sit there for three or four days until Lisa and I would get tired of it and be like, fine, I'll just do it. Mm -hmm. um, and we had a huge, huge sink. And it would fill up to all the way to the top to the point where, like, you couldn't turn the faucet on without water spraying because there were so many dishes in the sink. and that just, we tried that yeah just we tried me out like it yes I it would give like me not wanting to clean in the moment like I'm one to be like I'm tired I'll get to it but I will like I will get to it because it stresses me out seeing the dishes yeah uh that's I would hearing about it I would get anxiety like just walking into my house and seeing the kitchen just like absolutely disgusting like she wouldn't even wipe down the counters before she would go lay down like that's the simplest thing to do it literally takes two minutes at least wipe down the counters and put the dishes in the sink and then get to them in the morning but she never would did you guys um, have a dishwasher or was everything like hand wash no. so we had a dishwasher the only thing that I asked her to hand wash was my pots and pans and put them in the dishwasher <laughs> because they were brand new non-stick like really nicely coated I didn't want them in the dishwasher. Still don't want them in the dishwasher, but. Um, I'm going to put pots and pans in the dishwasher, period. Everyone no. listening, don't put pots and pans in the dishwasher. Okay, moving on. Yeah, so that was literally the only thing that we asked that she hand washed. Well, I was at work one day and I get a text from Lisa and she goes, oh, it all makes sense now. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, Jane just asked me how to load a dishwasher. She doesn't know how. And I was like, oh okay like you're 22 a little odd, little odd but, but at least okay yeah eventually asked right does it get better right <laughs> right so then lisa offered to teach her she was like well i can show you how like it's not really that hard just don't put plastic on the bottom and everything should be fine like showed her how as gabby just as jane just stood there and um and just watched, and then she walked away in the middle of Lisa trying to show her how to load the dishwasher. And then when it came time to put dishes away, her excuse was she was too short. But we had a step stool because all of us are short. All of us are under five four. So ma'am, I'm five one, and I can <laughs> put dishes away. <laughs> yeah. So all of us are under five four. She had no excuse because we were putting dishes away just fine. 
and we have a step stool and like what <laughs> so then there was that problem ask like hey yeah you mind putting this on the top shelf i'll put the rest away i just i can't reach because yeah that's me even that. our situation like we do have a little stool but if all three of us are in the kitchen i'm just gonna be like hey can you put this on the top shelf instead of like trying to get the stool out set it yeah. up like when there's three of us in the kitchen it doesn't make any sense yeah exactly so that was the first like instance where we saw that she wasn't cleaning and then um it just kind of gradually snowballed from there um the screaming and the yelling and the like explosiveness and everything just honestly became too much so Lisa's dad came out and was visiting in March right before schools got shut down um, literally the weekend that they sent us the email and she decided to go back home to Idaho with her dad for the summer. She was going to keep paying rent and everything, but she was just not going to be there. That makes sense. And that's super yeah. reasonable to be like, Hey, I'll still pay rent or I'll find somebody to move in. Or if you guys find somebody to sublet, whatever, but yeah. obviously, like the biggest thing not to screw your other roommates. Yes. So yeah. then I decided I could not be with Jane alone by myself for that long because I was going to go crazy and probably turn into a really mean pair, really mean person. And I didn't want that to happen. And so, you're the farthest thing from a really mean person. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, um, I decided to go home for the summer as well. So I went back to Colorado. Um, and, and you still, we, what, doing the same thing, still paying like, yep. We were still paying rent. Um, the, we obviously like weren't paying utilities or anything while we were gone because we weren't using them, but we did. That leaves yeah. a question for me. Like, how did you go about it? Like making sure she didn't have people kind of like going through stuff or living there like rent free. Like, did you lock your doors or did you just kind of like hope for the best? Um, so we hoped for the best, not the best decision. <laughs> oh, um, so we're getting there. Got it. Yeah. So we were, <laughs> we were gone for about five and a half, six months. Mm -hmm. And I finally made it back to Phoenix and I walk into the apartment and it is filthy, absolutely disgusting. We have, our entire apartment is, or was, um, 997 square feet. So our kitchen was maybe a hundred square feet, like not it, a not lot of space in there. Mm -mm. It was a small kitchen and it took me five and a half hours to clean it when I got back. Um, I, I don't understand scrubbed. how live like that. Like how did she live like that? Like, I don't know. I feel like honestly being by herself and like seeing how messy it was, she should have like, something should have kicked in. Like, yeah. What was she doing? Like, yes, she just eating out all the time. Like, cause if you couldn't even. The kitchen was just the beginning. The kitchen was just the beginning. So I spent the day after I got back, after I had been moving, I drove a 12 and a half hour drive by myself. I was exhausted. And the very next day I spent five and a half hours cleaning that kitchen. And I was beyond frustrated with it. Mm -hmm. I had to take everything out of the fridge, had to throw away probably 75% of it was molded or expired or gross. I took everything out of the fridge, um, had to take the shelves out and the drawers out and wash them. 
I took all of the dishes out of the cabinets and rewashed them because they all had this like greasy film on them, like they hadn't actually been washed. So she probably just like rinsed them. Didn't actually Yeah. yeah. So I rewashed all the dishes. I took everything out of the fridge and washed it. Um I, you know, scrubbed the countertops, cleaned the stove, cleaned the front of the fridge, like did everything. And it took me forever. And then I go into my bathroom. Granted, she had the master, so she had a bathroom in there. And it was at least two and a half times the size of our bathroom. Mm-hmm. We didn't have a bathtub. We didn't really have a countertop. It was literally a sink, a toilet, and a standing shower. And that was it. But I go into our bathroom. Lisa and I shared one. Mm-hmm. And the entire bottom of our shower was covered in dirt and hair so and what she was just using your fucking she was just using your bathroom like I guess so um so I go in there and all of our stuff like we had a shower caddy on the wall mm-hmm. the shower caddy was still on the wall but all of us all of the stuff that was in it was on the ground and I found a sticky note in the bottom of the shower and it had her handwriting on it so after finding that oh and our soap dish was shattered what and it looks like she out? like it said something about having a meeting, but, um, so after finding the sticky note and spending five and a half hours cleaning a teeny tiny kitchen and everything, I was like, you know, we need to have a conversation. So, yeah. Yeah. So I sat her down and I was very respectful about it. I was like, I just want to address the condition of the apartment when I got home. And at first she was like, I was very surprised because at first she was receptive to it. Um, and she wasn't like screaming at me. So that was already a step. Um, but then she just kept making up excuses and it was, oh, you know, sometimes guests would use that bathroom when they would come over and like not be able to make it to my bathroom. And I was like, okay, I understand that. Like that when we're here explain. and we're home. Yeah. I, yeah. So I said, I understand that like when we're here and we're home, that is technically the guest bathroom, but we weren't here for five and a half months. And honestly, I find that a little bit disrespectful that you were having people use our bathroom when you have one right there. Yeah. Um, it's like pee, use the toilet, whatever, but like were people in the shower? Like I'm not, I'm not following why the shower is destroyed. So I asked her why there was so much dirt in the shower and she said something like it had started flooding and so they tried to get stuff in there and so I said well if our bathroom was flooding why were we not notified Mm -hmm. because I never got a text from you I never got a call from you I never got anything saying that there was a problem with our bathroom Mm -hmm. and she was like oh you're right I'm sorry I should have I should have texted and I was like I appreciate your apology but that still doesn't explain like why we weren't notified and why our bathroom is still a mess Mm -hmm. um and she never said anything after that about the bathroom. So then that was extremely frustrating because it was then like, okay, well, what else of my stuff is like gone through or what else of my stuff is destroyed, you know, stuff like that. So throughout the next month before our lease was up and before she moved out, I just kept finding little things. Um, half of the pots and pans that I had brought and were brand new that I brought into that apartment in January we left in um 
March. So they were literally there for two and a half months before I left. Mm -hmm. Um, they were destroyed. Like the Teflon on the inside that makes it nonstick is all scratched. And the bottom of the pans is not even the same color. It's like brown and rusted. So I brought those up to her and I was like, Hey, like what happened to my pans? And she goes, I don't really know. Like I've been using mine. And I was like, well, I know I didn't leave them like this. They were brand new when I left. Yeah. And she, she was like, I don't really know. I don't understand. I was like, I, were you putting them in the dishwasher? Like when I asked you not to, and she goes, Oh no, I know you said that not to put any of your pans in the dishwasher. So I haven't done that. And I was like, okay, well, obviously they're damaged something yeah cooking with metal utensils or leaving whatever it is what yeah whatever it is they're damaged and so thankfully she did replace those without too much of a fight it was I mean there was definitely conversation about it and she tried if they were like older pots and pans like mine are a lot older I got them for my grandma because she got a new set like yeah, but mine were new. Like that, brand new. that's a good chunk of money. Like, and those should last yeah. you a while. Yes. So she at first put up a fight. She was like, "Well, I can't really afford to replace those right now because I'm trying to move into a new apartment too." And I was like, "Well, you know, that's that's not fair to me. Like, you wouldn't have had to replace them had you not destroyed them." Mm-hmm. And she goes, oh, fine. I guess I'll just order them. So she ended up buying me an entire new set because Which the set was her admitting she destroyed them. <laughs> yes, I mean I'll take a new set. She bought me an entire new set because the set was on sale for like fifty percent off, and her buying the three pans that she destroyed was going to cost more anyways. So I got a whole new pan set out of it. But we love that. We love that. Yes. <laughs> um. So yeah. So there was excuses about that, and then. The next thing was literally um, 11 days after I got back to Phoenix, she sent me an electric bill and it, she said that my portion was like $130. Was this and I, like the first, like when you went back during like all the COVID stuff or was this like after you guys moved out? So like a, the remaining electric bill? No. So this is right after, so we had been gone for five and a half months and then I came back to Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I was in in Phoenix, in the apartment for 11 days before she sent me an electric bill. And she said that my portion was $130. And she was like, is this okay? And I was like, no, we'll talk when you're done working. Yeah. So she, she finishes working and she, um, like comes to get me cause she worked at home. That was a whole nother problem that we can get into. But, um, so she worked at home. So she comes to get me and, um, I'm like, show me the bill. So she brings up the app on her phone and all it shows is the amount. I'm like, no, can I see the actual bill? And she goes, well, this is it. And I was like, no, I need to see the bill. The bill. For the, like the actual bill. itemized and says. Yes. With the billing dates. Yeah. Um, because she was trying to tell me, she said it was the electric bill for June 17th through August 17th. August 17th hadn't even happened yet. This was like August 10th that she sent me this and she said the bill was through August 17th or no 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 she said it was through August 30th and it was due on the 17th which that in itself doesn't Man, even make sense. doesn't make sense like do yeah. you know how bills work so that in itself didn't make sense so then she is standing there just showing me the app and like pulling up the amount and like the due date and everything like that and I'm like I see that but I need to see the billing dates mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And so she gets on her computer. She, she goes to the website. She still can't find the bill. And I'm like, here, hand me your computer. She goes, oh, it's fine. I guess I'll just pay it. I can't really afford to pay a $260 electric bill right now, but it's fine. I'll pay it. And I was like, Whoa, no. You're the one that's been, first of all, yeah. that's been living there by yourself. So obviously exactly. you're running this electric bill. And second, exactly. I have money on the fact that she probably forgot to pay a bill or two. And that's why it was so high. Well, so I was like, no, like calm down for a second and hand me your computer. So she hands me her computer. Within 30 seconds, I find the bill. So I download it and I open it to show her and I scroll to the bottom of the bill where it says the billing dates. And before I show her that, I'm like, Jane, it is impossible for them to bill me for electric through August 30th if that hasn't even happened yet. Our electric is based on usage. So they cannot bill me for it until after I've used it. And she was so upset about it, just complaining that she didn't have the money to pay for it and all this stuff. So then I pull up the bill and I show her. I'm like, no, look, this is from July 1st through August 1st. It's due on August 30th. And she was like, oh, I see. And her demeanor like instantly changed. And she was like, oh, I see, like, blah, 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 I'll take care of it, and I'll do it, and I was like, okay, great, I shouldn't be paying any electric, any utilities until next month, because they're not, they're billed from the month after, or from the month before, so I shouldn't be paying anything until next month, and she was frustrated about that, but she paid it, and then um, September 1st comes along, and she sends me the utility bill from the apartment, And she goes, here's your portion. I subtracted $11 for the 11 days that you were gone. And I was like, no, No. that's not how prorating works. So then I had to, so I had to sit her down and show her how to do the math for prorating and show her like how to actually do that. And that it's not just a dollar per day. That's not how you do it. And um, while I have you here, why don't you go over prorating really fast for all of our listeners oh, yeah. who might are so, might new to roommates or new to apartment living, whatever. Yeah, so basically prorating is just taking the lump sum that you owe for the month and um, breaking it down. Like say um, you signed a lease on an apartment and the apartment's rent is $1,000, but you don't get the keys and you don't move in until the 15th what they would do is they would prorate it. So they'd take the entire $1,000, divide it by however many days are in that month, and then multiply that by the number of days that you're going to be there for like electric and utilities and stuff. And when you're splitting it with people, it's a little bit different because you have to divide it by the number of people and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, so we went through the whole prorating process and I showed her how to do the math and how to break it down. You know, we're going to divide it by day and then we're going to divide it by two people because you know, this is the amount that we should be paying per day each and all that stuff. And thankfully she was receptive to that. Yeah. But, um, then she sends a text in our group message that says something like, Hey guys, I don't plan on re-signing the lease with you. Um, I'm actually moving out September 3rd. And I was like, okay, so all of those times that you screamed at me and, like, yelled at us for not wanting to re-sign the lease with you, and now you're the one coming to us and saying you're not going to re-sign the lease, which, granted, Lisa and I had already decided that we were going to have to have that conversation with her, 
her texting us that made the conversation real easy. Oh, yeah. But. (laughs) Ironic. (laughs) Yes, but then it was, then I, like, went up and I asked her, I was like, so what's up with that? Because you used to get, like, really upset when we, you know, had any inclination that we didn't want to resign with you. And she was like, well, honestly, this was just a stepping stone. The whole plan was to go from this lease onto an apartment on my own um, and do it on my own and do a one bedroom after this. And I was like, so well, then, then why were you yelling Yeah, all the time? Yes. If that was your whole plan, then why, why were you screaming at us and yelling yeah, at us? Yeah, because that was and, your plan. You should have been a lot more receptive or what. It, she probably found out she doesn't like, I truly want to know how she's doing by herself after hearing the story of the kitchen. Like, yes. Oh, oh, uh, back to the kitchen. So I asked <laughs> her when I, when I sat her down and I talked to her about that, I literally said, I was like, it looks like you haven't swept or mopped the entire time we were gone. And she goes, I'll admit keep in mind, gone for five and a half, I was gone for five and a half months, Lisa was gone for six, five and a half months, she goes, I'll admit, I swept a couple times, but I didn't mop, for five and a half months, she didn't mop, and now we're gonna have a bunch of extra fees, well, she's going to, because the garbage disposal was broken, because she used to put trash in there, like, literal trash, like, um, Ladies and gentlemen listening, you cannot put trash down the garbage disposal. No, she would put grapevine, she would put to-go boxes in the in the sink. She um we found a little red solo cup shot glass in our drain um that we had to pull out. Yeah. Um Again, the floorboards. The garbage yeah. disposal is not some little magic it's not magic a trash can that chops everything up and goes down the drain no 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 not how it works you can't put eggshells down there you can't put trash down there like no that's not what it's used for continue (laughs) so so we had to have that conversation and this is annoying because she would always tell me like oh I'm 22 I've been around the block a few times you didn't know how to pay your bills you didn't know what bills you were paying you didn't know that trash doesn't go in the sink you didn't know how to mop you didn't know how to load a dishwasher like, stop telling me that you've been around the block because I'm teaching you more than, oh yeah. like, I'm teaching you things you should have known before you signed a lease. Mm-hmm. So, that was obnoxious. And, and then, then, you were saying the floorboards. <laughs> yes, so the floorboards are bowed. There's paint on parts of the floor that we cannot get off. Um, and then I open our, like, laundry room door, and there's so much alcohol in there. Like, we have shelves on the side and all of the shelves were full with boxes of white claw boxes of truly bottles of liquor bottles of wine like things like that so I turned around and I was like because before we left she wasn't much of a drinker um but I turn around and her friend was over at the time and I was like why is there so much alcohol in here and she goes oh haha like it's nothing and her friend her friend keeps it straight like her friend doesn't put up with any of Jane's crap so she goes, oh, she low-key became an alcoholic while you were gone. Like, straight face. She wasn't kidding. And Jane just laughed. So finding that information out, I then go back into my bathroom, and I realize that the stuff that is sneakered down our wall is probably vomit. Yeah. So it looks as if somebody was on the toilet while they were puking, and, like, the puke was on the wall. So that was unpleasant. Yeah didn't yeah yeah 
and then we she finally moves out so she moved out a month before our lease was up and I was grateful but um she moved out and I go into her bedroom how did you guys do rent when she moved out like did she pay that last month or suddenly even was like y'all are on your own she paid the last month and regardless if she hadn't I wouldn't have sent her money for rent because we were sending it to her to pay out of her account because it's easier to do like one big payment rather than three small ones yeah um so if she hadn't paid rent I wouldn't have sent her my rent money but um anyways so she moves out and um I go into her bedroom and I am appalled like I've never seen anybody that is that filthy in my entire life the kitchen said enough the bathroom said enough and then I went into her bedroom I vacuumed in there three times and I like that night and I still don't think it was clean it was absolutely disgusting I found so many I found at least 10 tacks on the ground like she she had just pulled the stuff out of her wall and like didn't care where the tacks were flying which is dangerous because we brought animals home. You know, we brought a puppy and two kittens and we walk around our house barefoot. So I'm glad I found those. Oh yeah. So there was that. And then I go into her bathroom and I have never seen anything like this. This was horrible. So immediately before I even touch anything in her bathroom, I text her and I'm like, you didn't clean anything when you left. Do you know that there's a difference between an empty space and a clean space? And she was like, yeah, me and my dad, we went back there and we tried as hard as we could to clean. And her bathroom counter hadn't even been wiped off. Like it was caked in dirt. I was like, you literally didn't even take a wipe to the counter. What do you mean you tried your hardest to clean? She goes, oh, I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. And then just went on to the next topic. Like nothing had happened. So there was black. I'm, I'm not over-exaggerating black dirt on her baseboards all the way around the bathroom her the inside of her tub was covered in dirt pretty much the like sides where you can set the soap and stuff black um and she also had puke on her wall that she didn't clean up that looked as if somebody was sitting on the toilet and puking at the same time so yeah then we notice that there's like a ring all the way around her room so we literally had to take a broom and sweep her walls and dirt was literally coming off of her walls like gosh I don't understand I really don't so we charged her we were going to um hire cleaner security or yeah the security deposit or whatever it costs to hire a cleaner. Yes. So we, um, we're going to hire cleaners, uh, but we realized cleaners in this area are super expensive. So Lisa and I just went back and we cleaned the entire apartment top to bottom. I have very high cleaning standards. So it was a, a good enough deep clean that like the apartment's not going to charge us for cleaning. But um, I told her that we hired cleaners and I had her send me $120 for cleaning because that was absolutely disgusting Mm -hmm. and she tried to ask me 
for a receipt. She goes, can I have a receipt for the cleaning and then I'll send the money. And by the way, you owe me this much for rent month next month. Can you send that over? I was like, I'm not sending that over until I get my cleaning money. Yep. So yeah, that's how that roommate ended. Um, she left her space. Oh, and then she left so much of her stuff in the apartment. I was going through, cause we actually moved out of that apartment when our lease ended. Yeah. Um, and into a new one that's actually way nicer. There after how dirty it was, I'd be like, yeah, no, somebody else. (laughs) Yeah, we literally got cockroaches on the third floor. We were on the third floor, and there were cockroaches. Nope, no thank you. And no, she, that was I literally noticed them within the first three days of being home, and she goes, "Oh, I've never seen one before." How do you not? Oh my god, I had one. So sidetrack really fast so when I was living in my old apartment I had like the previous one I had gotten a few because I think it was like from the neighbors or something and oh my god it's truly terrifying like I saw one got little traps whatever and still saw a few more and called the like complex and was like somebody come spray I'm freaking out like I can't how do you yeah Uh. yes they were there was so many times where I would walk out into the kitchen like in the middle of the night to get water or something and I would see them on the countertops like no thank you no thank you thank you no thank you no thank you yeah so I would turn around and go back to bed I was like I'm not that thirsty (laughs) um so there was cockroaches on the third floor which I don't know how that happened so I called the exterminator for our complex because we pay a pest removal fee every month anyways so why yeah. not use it yeah. so I called the complex and I had them schedule a time to come well when they came I just so happened to be at work and so she let them in and they asked her like you know where's the problem and she said in the kitchen and they were like well do you want us to spray everywhere the dumb the person. dumb this this the Jane the Jane lady. <laughs> uh, this lady yeah, she tells them, no, this it's okay. I've only seen them in the kitchen. You can just spray in the imbecile. kitchen. Cockroaches have legs. They go anywhere. They can truly go everywhere. They can live oh. underwater for like four days. Yes. So she had them only spray the kitchen. So then when she moved out, it was literally like the next week she moved out. And so I had them come back and I was like, no, spray the whole thing. Um, so they finally went away after three treatments, I think, but the fact that we even had to get cockroach treatment on the third floor should say enough about how disgusting she was. three, like, I understand maybe one, like, it happens, like, those yeah. things go everywhere, but three? Yeah, we had to get three treatments, um, so that was disgusting. That was absolutely disgusting. I can't, they freaked me out so much. Yeah. Well, at least you're done. (laughs) Yes, we're done with that Uh, one. (laughs) I guess (laughs) the next part is like, if anyone's living with someone as difficult, which I really hope nobody lives with anyone that difficult, but if they were to, how would you suggest going about it? What do you wish you had done differently? I guess kind of on advice. Yeah, absolutely. So I think from the very beginning, um, I should have met with her more than twice in person before we agreed to sign a lease. 
um, and should have been talking to her for far longer than we were before we decided to sign a lease together. That is number one. If you don't know the person going into it, you absolutely need to make sure that you like get good vibes from them, that you talk with them, that you meet them in person more than a few times because yes. those and first few times seemed great and then we moved in. Oh, absolutely. But that's not always entirely the case. I'm just going to kind of squeeze that in there. Yeah. I live with two girls that I met through Facebook, through my school, literally couldn't yeah. meet them because of COVID and FaceTimed a bunch and things are okay. It's yes. truly just kind of luck of the draw, but that, yeah, I that too. talked about in my first episode doing a roommate agreement. So signing almost a contract together and deciding ground rules together. How yeah. would you suggest so, something like that? Do you like that idea? Kind of go yeah. with that or like more advice? Just kind of. So with our, our new roommate, I, okay, I will say, with our new roommate, we only met her one time in person before we signed the lease, but we'd been talking for three or four months and FaceTiming, and uh, again, it was the COVID situation. She was in a different state than me, who was in a different state than Lisa, so FaceTiming was really the only way, but we talked for several months before we agreed, and then we came out here, and when we all got out here, it was only a couple weeks before we had to sign the lease so we met yeah. her in person kind of hoping that it would go well and it, it really did and she seems great so um just make sure that you fill out the vibes for sure FaceTime actually talk to this person in like talk to them not just texting yeah um and then we actually we didn't make a roommate agreement but we did have several conversations going into it from the very beginning like before we even um, started talking as friends. It was, you know, what are your expectations going into this? What do you expect as far as cleaning goes? What do you expect as far as having guests over? What do you expect as far as like roles and responsibilities within the yeah. home? And I've definitely brought that up, but I think it's also hard because so many people are going to say what you want to hear. And yes, you do need to be fairly honest, I think coming from like I feel like both sides like basically I feel like it's kind of hard because people are going to say what they want you to hear so I feel like being fairly honest about if you are an extreme like kind of clean freak but yeah. also understanding that not everyone is going to match your expectations so kind of like have that like here's how I am I don't expect you to be like this but yes. here's where I'm willing to settle almost. Yes. And we, um, going into this, I asked, going into this new roommate situation, mm -hmm. I asked so many more questions that I really, before Jane, didn't even think that I needed to ask. Oh, yeah. But experiencing that situation, I was like, okay, maybe there's some questions that, um, you know, I need to lay out there first oh, before yeah. actually continuing. Because even though, like, cleanliness standards may seem like, they're pretty cut and dry apparently they're not for everybody um so we had several conversations about that and I was totally honest with her I was like you know I am the very 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 picky about the kitchen I if one thing is wrong I will sit there and I will redo the whole thing mm -hmm. so it's not against you just try to make the conscious effort to you know put yeah. things back exactly. in the fridge where you got them from you know and stuff like that so I was very honest with her going in like I am very very picky about certain things but it's not against you and she was very understanding 
and she was like, yeah, I totally get that, and this is what I'm picky about, this is what I feel needs to be clean, and it was just, a, it was a very good, like, that calm, mutual conversation. Yes, absolutely. What would you say for people, like, living in a situation, though, that you are in, like, and can't get out of, like, say, there are plenty of people living with a roommate that are possibly similar pain. Yeah. What would you say, like, to do? Um, I would say just continue to approach conversations with a calm manner, calm attitude about things. Don't, um, play the blame game because there are, at least on our lease, there was three different people on the lease. So we're all responsible for the condition of the home. So it's not, um, you know, in, in that situation, it was one person's fault. But when I approached her about the conversation, I didn't make it seem as though, she had ruined the whole experience or that she had been disgusting or anything like that. Like I didn't approach it like that. I approached it very calm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say the other thing too, one of my biggest issues um, up until Jane actually was confrontation. I didn't like confrontation and that just has a lot to do with the way that I grew up, but I was never very like, I was never very open with my feelings and um when things would go wrong, I would just kind of get over it. But with Jane, I really had to learn that, you know, speaking up for my needs and expressing how I feel is not a bad thing. And I am sorry if it hurt Jane's feelings, but I also deserve the space and I deserve the time to express how I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. Just as such, I'll give her the time and space to express how she's feeling. Um, so I would say just go into every conversation with an open mind, with a calm attitude. You know, if you're frustrated about something, take the time to settle down and breathe and like come to your senses before you approach a conversation. Don't go into things mad because that, that's just going to make things worse. Um, but yeah, just be open-minded. Don't play the blame game. Be calm and collected. If you need to take notes before you go and sit and talk to your roommate, that's fine. Like, do whatever you need to do to make it um, an environment that's not hostile and an mm-hmm. environment where you can openly communicate without fear of judgment or fear of, you know, an explosive episode happening. Yeah, I like that. I love that. That was everything I kind of had touched on before, but definitely touching on it again. So thank you. Yeah so much for that story oh my gosh of course anything else you want to share ask me get out in the open this is our little rant space yeah um I've had so many other roommates and not other roommates or um not every roommate is going to be open to talking to people we had one um our freshman year that she never communicated to us that she had a problem with us. Um, she honestly wasn't even in our dorm a lot, but um, all of a sudden we got a text from our RAs that we needed to do a mediation meeting. So um, there, there has been times where it's very hard to have a conversation because you don't know that these things are bothering people. And then, you know, we got to this mediation meeting and we hear all these things and it's like, well, this is news to us. So I would say having been on the other side of that, the best thing to do is just to bring it up, just to have a conversation about it because I know And it be was reflective fresh. because yes. you were saying you could be on the other side. And as I told in my yeah. last episode, I have been a rough roommate too. Like 
So being aware of what's going on or being receptive to something people are saying is also key. yeah, exactly. And and body language, body language is a huge thing. There attitudes and behaviors when they're in their home in the home are a big thing because you know had we you know we'd noticed the door slamming and the you know never really being at home but she never brought it up to us that you know we were being too loud or we were being too this or Mm -hmm. you know stuff like that and not everybody's going to be willing to communicate their feelings to you and communicate when they have a problem which one I would say people need to get over that if you're (laughs) signing a lease and if you have roommates you should yes if you're at a point where you're signing lease or you're having roommates, you should be adult enough to have a conversation with somebody, but I get it. Not everybody's there. So just make sure you're picking up on body languages, on attitudes, on behaviors. And if you sense that there's something wrong, maybe you open those lines of communication so that the other person knows that, you know, you're comfortable with talking about problems. Absolutely. Um, so. Awesome. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope you guys enjoyed our second story. There are so many more to come. We are um, on ChapmanRadio.live Friday every uh, morning, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. For those of you that don't know, um, but yeah, remember to go ahead and leave comments or questions or anything you have on my Instagram page. If you like Emily's story and you want to hear more from Emily, let me know. If you have stories and you want to share them on air with me, then let me know as well and we can set up a meeting or a Zoom and kind of talk about it. Or again, if you have any questions, make sure you let me know and I'm here for you guys. I hope you enjoyed this second story. Alrighty, we do have a little bit more time today, so I thought I would go I thought I would go over some questions that I've been getting on my Instagram. Alright, so one of the questions I got was should you be similar to your roommate or is it true that opposites attract? Um, this is a good question, but it's also kind of hard to answer because it's truly just kind of how you vibe with the person. Um For example, one of my roommates I'm living with right now, she's one of, like, she's almost a complete opposite from me, but is very similar to my sister or to my boyfriend, so I get along with her really well. But my second roommate is a little bit more like me, so I really truly feel like you can go either way on this, um, but just make sure you, like, get along with the person, you like who the person is, and they're kind of values of living match yours like cleaning standards and do they pay rent on time and are they respectful of you and the house and everything like that I just think that's going to be the biggest thing um you want to look for so personality wise I feel like it's up to you and how you kind of get along with that person all right so the next question I have is, is it better to live with friends or someone new? This is a good question. So living with someone new can be very scary, I feel like. Um, Both times that I've moved in with someone brand new, I was very nervous going in. But as I kind of mentioned in my previous episode, you just want to go in um, not expecting anything, but just to be a good person 
because you just want to, again, coexist with each other. The main goal is to live together and live together peacefully. Like, you just want to like living with them. You don't have to necessarily like the person. So living with a stranger can definitely be interesting and a little terrifying. But again, with good communication and some good ground rules, it can work out really well. However, living with a friend can be a little bit more difficult just because you have this previous established relationship. So having more difficult conversations um, could be really hard because you don't want to like ruin that friendship or um, making ground rules can kind of be awkward because you think, oh, we're friends, we'll get along, it's no big deal. And then you run into those problems and don't really know how to address it because you don't want to cause problems in your friendship. So I definitely think living with friends, you have to still apply ground rules, you still have to talk, and I think you even have to talk more than you would with moving in with a stranger. Like, you would have to really go, okay, this is how I live, this is how you live, these are our ground rules, and here's how we have these conversations or how we handle difficult things to save our friendship. Because there are a lot of times where you get into a fight um, living with someone and it could end a friendship and you don't want that especially if they're a longtime friend or a really close friend um, so yeah I think living with friends can be good you just have to remember to communicate really 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 well I think it's even more important to communicate when living with um, friends so yeah I think that is all the time we have for today you guys again Please leave comments, questions, blow up my Instagram. I love hearing from you guys. And remember, we are right here on chapmanradio.live Friday every morning uh, from, or bi-weekly, oh my gosh, <laughs> bi-weekly, so every other Friday from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. All right, love you guys. Bye.